Welcome to the family with Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brant-Bernard. We'll be back for the second hour, including Kostaki Kanamopoulos during that hour. We'll check the news up next with the family. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, first off, when it comes to moving, not all companies are created equal. What are some of the scary stories you hear about other guys? Tommy, if you hire Chuck in a truck, you unfortunately are going to get Chuck service. AAA Movers makes it our mission to guarantee satisfaction with every step of what can often be a stressful time in your life, moving. We move ten to 12,000 families every year, so from your price quote to the professional, respectful way we handle your life's possessions, we'll make your move easy. I like easy. By the way, this month, if you mention Tom Bernard or KQ, you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with junk removal with junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. I'm rocking out, man. We watched, I have exciting. Oh, okay. We watched Raya and the Last Dragon last night. Oh, you did? Because we were like, we need a movie night. And they were like, a dragon movie. And so we were going to watch How to Train Your Dragon 2 because they've seen How to Train Your Dragon 1. And then I was like, no, let's watch Brian the Last Dragon. It's really, really, really good. Is and it, it would have been a really nice one to watch in the theaters because it's beautiful. Hmm. The colors are amazing. And yeah, that would have been really cool to see in theaters. But it's really good. I liked it a lot. 
You can still go see it in the theater. That is true. Is it still out? Yeah. Is it? Oh. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you you could just get it, what, yesterday on streaming. This what? week, this or week, two days ago. Yeah. Well, oh, you could you could buy it on Disney. That's when it went out of premium but now mode. It's, yeah, now it's free. Uh, but yeah, and there's so many, no yeah, AMC it, Rosedale. They're all yeah, it's still out. There's no like the overall message is basically kindness and trust is best, mm. and mm. Um, what do you not know? trusting people and being mean to people makes the world a worse place. Oh, good. About time we get a message like that. Yeah, I like that. A it's lot. really cool. Yeah, it's a cool movie. They did a really good job with it. Yeah, I mean, I I do need somebody, and I'm very serious about this. Why are people so incredibly mean right now, ruining people's lives over political arguments? Because they can well, that, be. This, that movie literally is about that, basically. Oh, is it ruining people's lives over political arguments? Why would you do? I I I, I don't understand. Like I said. And I even offered examples. I have two friends that I think the world of. One's very liberal, and, and the other one is very conservative. I really admire both of them. I think the world of both of them. One's Chad Hartman, the other's Mike Lindell. Chad's a very liberal guy, but I think the world of him. Mike Lindell's very conservative. I think the world of him. I don't have to agree with all their political views on either side. I know. that's. I don't understand why anyone... I don't know. I suppose if you are just... the type of person that believes so strongly about something and you're like this is right and if you don't believe it then i hate you Mm. and that's just how people are i don't know i was you can be a good person and a conservative you can be a good person no you absolutely can no No. i know absolutely but But right now that's not the message i feel like people are more like you need to believe what I believe or you're bad. Yes. So it's all about you. That's the whole deal. It's all about what I mm. think. I was, yeah. t- I was talking to a couple of my like closest friends that I've had for the longest time, and I asked them. I was like, How, what do you think my political stance is? Like, where do you think I am on the scale? And they both said that I am the most moderate person they've ever met. Which I was like, yes. Our family's very moderate. <laughs> Most which, people have no idea what I believe. Which sometimes people get irritated at that. That's true. Yeah, because then you don't believe yeah, strongly enough or whatever. <laughs> well, I, my thing is, I'm like, I see both sides. I try to see both sides to, of yeah. an argument and usually there's like on certain things, you know, it's like, well, this makes the most sense or this will whatever, but most of the time there is no right answer because both sides have their own mm-hmm. correct parts. Right. You know, and I also would like to know why it is that we take advice from people who have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Why do we do that? Well, and just the fact that the people that run our country are just like not normal people at all. They're a bunch of psychopaths. Career politicians that have tons of money. And it's like you have no idea what the average American is. No idea. No, they don't. Because they've been sheltered in this little system where they're, yeah. they're paid a ton like, of money and have benefits forever. Yeah, and or like, they I have was, no idea what it's I like. I was raised in a lower income family <sighs> in Wyoming or whatever. And it's like, yeah, when you were seven. You're right. now 72, and right. it's been 45 years yeah. of you You've doing the same. You've been a millionaire same, for yeah. longer than you haven't. Exactly. Sucking it's off like the taxpayers. You don't, you don't <laughs> remember what it's like to be. Just no. like a normal human being. No. They so I have a not. question. So all these people that are all experts at all this stuff, you know, Jacob Fry and the entire Met Council, and I can never remember the mayor's name in St. Paul. 
I know. Melvin Carter. Melvin Carter. Yeah, Melvin Carter. There you go. But all of these people that, that hop on the news every night and blah, 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 um, they talk about defunding the police. They talk about taking bail away. They talk about we need to close all our prisons down. We need to get rid of prison. This is a horrible idea. Why do you think it is when you're running your mouth like that that a, a six-year-old, a what is it, a six-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 14-year-old were all shot to death just in Minneapolis-St. Paul alone? I think they were all three in Minneapolis, as a matter of fact. I'm not sure about that. But they were in the Twin Cities. So now we got six-year-olds, 14-year-olds, and 19-year-olds being shot to death ever since you started puking up your get rid of, get rid of bail and get rid of prisons and get rid of the police. People think they can do what the hell ever they want. I told mom on the way over here that I was coming in, uh, coming coming home from the the uh, morning show, couple, about a couple hours ago, and I was right down here going down south on 100. And once you get to that, what is it, 36th Street, you have to move over or exit. Mm-hmm. You have to, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get on just before that, you don't have much time to move over because mm-hmm. I got on just before that exit. And so I'm over there, and I signal, and I'm about to move over, and this woman driving a BMW sped up to block me. That's pretty common. Yeah, it really is common. I had a surprise for her, though. I still pulled in front of her anyway, and she had to slam on her brakes. I was like, screw you. You can hit me. I'm not going to put up with your crap. You can just run right into me, and then we'll see how that works for you. I used to do that when I, before I had kids. If right. somebody was tailgating me, I would just slam my brakes Absolutely. on really quick and then go and be like, right. yeah, Brake how you like that? Brake checking is technically it illegal. Is illegal. Yeah. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. But sometimes I was just like, back up. But why is it that you would want to block somebody from coming on the highway when makes they have nowhere else to go? Makes them feel like a great, big, huge, powerful well, human being, yeah. I guess. When I drove a van when I was a nanny, oh, God. the amount of people that treated me like, get out of the road, <laughs> you're in my way, oh my gosh, you're driving a van, you're the worst. I'm like, okay, I'm going five miles over the speed limit, yeah. I'm in my lane, I'm minding my own business, and you're acting like I'm driving seven miles per hour on the I freeway. Know. It's just a psychological just power van. play kind yeah. of yes, thing. It's it like is. if I get yeah. in front of you, then I'm more powerful than you. Well, yeah. Like I said, our leaders have been bitching and whining and complaining about each other yep. for decades now, and it's gotten worse <laughs> and worse and worse. And when you've got your leaders being so negative and horrible to everybody, then that's why people act. But how do people not know those leaders are making tons of money doing that from donations and big business? Because they say I'm I'm the I'm the right way. I'm the path to righteousness. Mm-hmm. But it's not true. Well, follow me. People and people just don't realize that they, you know, any politician. I'm just going to say Joe Biden because he's our president. Right. That's his business. Is being a politician. Yeah. yeah for yeah, forty is five his, years. He is his brand. Mm-hmm. That he's trying to portray because it's his business mm-hmm. being a politician, being him as a politician. Yeah, it's not like he got into politics for the benevolence of it. No, no. They never yeah. do. because it's and, money and or power. In all politicians, it's like they have to. Just like any time you start a business, you need to beg people for money to help you, yeah. unless you're lucky enough to have financing. Finance. Yeah, you have to sell yourself in any way you can you have to and he just needs to do that all the time and that's all he ever does as a politician is you just are trying to sell 
yourself and your ideas and why they're good to everyone always. Yeah, we have Wendy on the phone. Wendy can tell us the straight-ahead truth. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, and I'm all happy because I had vacation the last few days. So. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. I went to Denver for my birthday, so it was all good. What would you do in Denver? I love Denver. Got all high. I visited... I visited friends and some family out there, and we went to the science museum and uh, some really cool, like, rock and gemstone shops. We had a really good time. Did you go up nice and and, uh, high altitude so you weren't burning to death like we are here? Um. Uh, well, it, it was it was drier there than it was here. I mean, it was warm, but not as warm. But it was beautiful. And I tell you, we I did not go high up into the mountains because you know I just not quite ready for the real big uh, altitude sickness thing. Yeah. But we we did we went to Boulder and we did see. Oh my God! I saw some houses but are way out of my price range. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Boulder's pretty pricey. Colorado has gotten very yeah, mm-hmm. expensive. Everyone's moving there. Well, my hosts told me that they have, uh, they've really had a huge boom in construction and people moving in, yeah. especially from <clears throat> California. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you were talking before about people and, you know, why they're so, like, hard, you know, hard this way or hard that way. Well, there was someone I met on vacation, and I'm like, yep, this is the person. She was so hard on the fact that she used the word conservative like a swear word. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you do. I said, you do realize just because someone has some conservative beliefs, you know, people can be. Like, I, per, I myself, I'm fiscally conservative and socially pretty, you know, right. liberal socially. Right. yep. And and that's just my thing. And she was like, oh, "It can't be that way. If you're conservative at all, you're you're evil." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh God, should I should I find a hotel and stay somewhere else? Is that your issue?" But her husband later was just kind of rolled his eyes at her, and I'm like, "But I mean, she is. I hate to say it because I like her, but she's really what's wrong with the country is <laughs> if if you're not. I mean." overall it's like if you're not exactly like me if you don't believe exactly yeah, what yep. i do you are the evil enemy and you must be destroyed yep are they teaching that in our colleges or something where are they getting this well, idea teachers are uh, part went, of the problem i yes. went to college in the, i went to college and yeah Catherine's right it is some teachers are the problem i think the problem is that i uh, you kind of have to have you have to have a strong sense sense of self worth when you go to college and who you are. Right, that's true. You know, right. be raised with good beliefs because otherwise, you're gonna and, and you have to be comfortable asking your parents about things that you've heard saying. You know, my teacher said this. Does this make any sense to you? What are your thoughts on it? Because there are some of them that they just want to push it down your throat, no matter what it is. Yes. Well, yeah. how, how about this psychiatrist woman, the uh, the Middle Eastern woman? She had a Middle Eastern. needs to go back where she came from. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear? You guys hear what she said? Yeah. She yeah. literally so, so said she had dreams of shooting white people. This is and a psychiatrist. That I think, you know. It's like, yeah, see you later. You know, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord's mm-hmm. going. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't dream of shooting anybody, white people, black people, brown people, Middle Eastern people. I don't hate people as much as you do. You're a very hateful psychopath is who you are. You're nuts. You can feel the hate that she's feeling. Oh, yeah. It. It's oh, just, absolutely. It's just, it's just something that it feels like dirt on your skin because nobody, there's got to be something way you know, weird, I mean, with her life, because I really don't know a whole lot of people that hate that badly, but the ones that do, that have a voice, they do really have an effect on people. Yeah, they do. They're very good at organizing and spreading it around. Well, who hired her to come speak anyway? They don't have a job. They have nothing better to do. So she did it at Yale. Yale, I know, but who invited her to speak at Yale, and this is what she came up with? Well, that's just Yale for it's I, it's Ivy League colleges. That's oh, how they geez. all are. It's all disgusting. They're all cults at this point. So it's all a bunch of rich kids. Yep. Yeah. 100%. That's what it is. A bunch of rich kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Jesus. we talk about politicians are really are at the root of a lot of this crap. Oh, God, well, they yes. are. They, yes, they are, are the root of everything right yep. now. All the problems that we're having are from politicians. I believe strongly. Yeah, and, and apparently, Hollywood. apparently the city, the city council, the people that are, that are up against this current regime, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. pretty damn bad and doing a terrible job. Doing a terrible Probably job. the worst Minneapolis They're, has ever been. The people that are that that are going to be running against them are up for seats that are going to be because Lisa Bender's leaving apparently. Right. Yeah. They're worse than she is. Yeah, they're oh, worse good. than she is. That's really what we need, isn't it? More psychopaths. So I it, I don't know what nothing's going to change, and everything's probably yeah. going to get worse. So hooray! Yeah, Catherine, is it too late to actually file for candidacy? Because if not, hey, anybody listening to the podcast, if you're not a complete psychopath, it might be your time. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine being in a group with those people oh God, and no. trying to get anything done. Rather, you know, I mean, yeah. they don't have any common sense. They have no common decency. They don't no, care about the city. it would literally be like no. trying to form a nation out of a psych ward. No. They carry water for slogans. Yeah, That's all exactly. they do. Oh, this is a slogan. We're bowing down in front of this slogan right now. Well, not to mention they want, they want people being murdered on the streets because it creates fear, and fear makes you easy to control. I have a question. Well, Minnesota, Minnesota voters need to remember... The mayors of Minneapolis and St. Paul and the governor are all up for re-election this fall. Yeah, they are, yep. If you didn't like what's been happening during their terms, now's the time to change that. But the very scary thing is is that the city council has more power than the mayor. And they I think pro- in Minneapolis. I don't in, know. So in much Minneapolis about they do. Yeah, in Minneapolis they do. In Minneapolis definitely. But in St. Paul I'm not sure, but you know, either way, I mean, if it's if it's not too late to file and you're not a complete insane lunatic, I mean, let's get people who actually have a brain, common sense, and, you know, are willing to make a better city. Because if not, they're just going to let this place go up in flames. And that is they just They've already been doing it. They, are, they, are, they really <laughs> are going to do that. And doing it. <clears throat> I don't know. As I said, I, I just, you know, let me ask you a question. This is for Andy and Alex, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Andy and Alex, when you were little kids, from the time you were little kids, uh, we had black people out of our house, right? Mm-hmm. You know, come over, go swimming, JB, come over with his family or Philip or whoever. Black people would come to the house. Transgender people, 
two or three different transgender people came to our house and spent time, correct? Mm -hmm. Lots of gay people came to our house, spent time, correct? Not that I never knew because I didn't Well, no, it didn't come come up. But what I'm saying is you've been around people of color and transgender people and gay people and uh, your whole life, right? Yeah. We never tried Mm -hmm. to keep anybody from you. No. So... What's the major problem here is what I don't understand. Why would I possibly care what your skin color is, your orientation is, your any of it? Why would I care about any of that? I think right? we need to stop having this exact segment over and over and over. But I still want to it's know like the why the 500,000th time you've asked the same rhetorical question, there is no answer. Well, that's why I keep asking it, because there well, is no answer. But that doesn't make any sense. If there's no answer... Stop trying. But Stop trying to understand the un, that, yeah. yeah, the people who Something are makes no pushing this critical race theory stuff, they're just evil, they are and just they hate evil. you, and that's all there is to it. You're not going to make them happy by proving how no, no, much you love black people. That's they not just what I'm, that's want you That's not dead. what I'm saying at all. That is not what I said at all. I just said your whole life. Long before any of this ever happened, my point was that long before any of this became popular... For the last 30 years, you dealt with all the people that, that you're supposed to, as a white person, you're supposed to hate them. Well, but you you two grew up in homes that were generally, I mean, you, Dad, no one was really there to tell you who no. was bad and good and whatever. No. You just kind of were like, well, here's the neighborhood I live in, yeah. and there's all yeah, these types exactly of people. Right. you know. And then, Mom, you're, you've said that your parents were like, I don't care, whatever. You know, When other people would be like, they're Lutheran, don't mm-hmm. let them in our house, and stuff I like that. And you're like, my parents slam, never yeah. cared. Yeah. yeah. And so you two grew up in households where there was never a this is who we like, this is who we don't right. type situation. And so that's how you raised us. And pe- other people aren't raised in households like that. Other oh. people are raised in households yeah, where are. it's like, if you're not the right type of Christian or you but, have... Well, if everybody would go on the content of people's characters rather yes. than their yeah, which a lot of life people experience or... Your sexuality should be is the least interesting thing about you too. I, that is true. Yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't agree give more. A, why do oh, I, I care. don't care about your sexuality? No. Like, who, who are you attracted cares? to? It doesn't matter. Well, a to lot me. of people get very mad if you don't care, though. But once That's again, yeah. if you want me to bow to you, your you know slogan, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it because I don't care. I don't care about slogans. I care about people right. and how they act and how they treat people. That's what I care about. What yeah. I'm saying is they don't care if you're a good person or yeah. not. They care if you follow, if yeah. you join their cult. Yeah. But the thing is, it's bad, like, straight, white people wanted to come in my house. I don't like them. They're not coming in my house. If yeah. a good gay well, person's coming in, they're I'm fine with that. Well, it's like all I've, always, all I've always said about those all are welcome here signs that people have put outside yeah. their homes you know, i'm like uh a murderer yeah, walked yeah. out the door exactly. and was like can i have a sandwich i okay, feel like got, absolutely not we got to take a break here but we're going to close with, oh go ahead wendy uh, oh alex you know it's funny you bring those signs up uh the people i've known that have had those a lot of people i've known that have had those signs they seem to be the least welcoming. Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah, like the coldest people you know. Yeah. Well, it's like putting a sign in your yard that says, you know, I don't murder puppies. It's like, why <laughs> yeah, are like, you putting that sign on yeah, your yard? Yeah, exactly. It's that a very seems, specific mm-hmm. thing that you're denying doing. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Although I will in closing. Wendy, thank you very much for calling. First thank of you. All. And I will in closing say this. The only thing I will stick by is 
Uh, and I, I don't know if I want to give their names or not because they're not public figures, but they're friends of the family. Alex's friends, Andy's friends. But there's a gay couple in there, two men. They're two men, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I could enjoy life more than going to the new boyfriend of our friend and saying, nice choices you make. You know, I love doing <laughs> did that. Did you say that to him yesterday? Yes, of course <laughs> I did. I say it to him every time I see him. Because oh I think the world of Michael, I think Michael's one of the nicest people Michael's I've ever met. the best. He's a wonderful guy, but we I love, love picking on him. There's nothing like picking on him and going to his new... Uh, his oh, new... that's because he has a sense of humor. He does. Yes. He has a sense of humor. And he's sake. comfortable in his own skin. He doesn't need mm-hmm. you worshipping him because he's gay. Exactly Well, and right. the thing is, you know, it's he was raised in a home when he was like, I'm gay. His mom's like, yeah. Duh. You know, like, <laughs> of course you are. And we saw that coming. His dad yeah, just told him to not put a pineapple up his butt because he saw that once in the emergency room working yeah, as a doctor. Do Probably good advice for everybody. You know, just for anybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. So he was like, just, you know, don't do that. And great. Mm-hmm. Like, do whatever you're going to do. But if you are raised in a house where being gay is wrong right, and you're right. the son of Satan if you're gay and gays need to be sent to a camp yeah, where they have yeah. whatever, then you're probably going to be the type of gay that's like shouting at everyone about how gay you are because then, yeah, maybe. you know, it's yeah, like the true. opposite side of the spectrum because you never had any support. So you have this trauma from your childhood and your family and you didn't feel like you were could be loved and supported as you are right so then you're mad at other people for well, potentially feeling that your way parents yeah, yeah well, exactly. yes it's, there's a lot of people that have these like deep-seated trauma issues uh, that, that make them problem? act it absolutely is that mental health needs to yes. be a priority in a lot of ways. See, we didn't know this, but your mom and I were talking about it the other day. Both mom's family and my family, we didn't have any gay people in our family. You know, there were, I don't have any gay cousins. I don't have any gay brothers yeah, I don't or have sisters. Any yeah, gay relatives. And we don't care. There's nobody gay in our family we're protecting by, by you know, protecting gays. That's not what we're doing at all. We don't have any gay people in our family. We just don't care. Be happy. Whatever Andy's, makes you happy. Andy's the most likely to have a gay child in this family. Because Melissa that? has two gay relatives. Well, there you go. There you go. And, and we'll cares? like that baby. Oh, yeah. and who cares? Her child. Or All right, we've got to take a break here. We're way by, we've been way behind on every segment yes, so far today. Sweet Monday. So we've got that about 15 minutes left. A little tangent. Well, Kostaki Konmopoulos is coming up in the second part of Hour 2 with the family. So I'm here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile by Sanford. 
I'm all in with my profile journey, and I'm happy to tell you that I've lost weight, and I'm keeping it off, lost a lot of weight. So what's the secret to my success? One word coaching. I have the best and that has been amazing. Yeah, I just think the big part is it's changing one habit at a time. Yep. That's this yep. whole process and you need a guide to be able to do that because we don't know, you know, what all of the pieces are that you need. So discover them with your coach and put it all together. Kelly, how about you? We also have amazing tools and technology that that help people on this journey of theirs with our in-person coaching but also our profile 3D body scanner which oh, is yeah. which to visualize your progress in this journey is pretty motivating profileplan.com for a location near you oh and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount profileplan.com that's profileplan.com Oh, my God. Itchy nose attack. Yep. What is happening? We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And as we, you know, as we go into this next segment, I'll just say it again. I don't, nobody bothers me. I like all people except for Greeks. And other than that, Kostaki <laughs> <laughs> just laughs. That's the kind of intro I've come, come accustomed to here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's true on this show. That's true. What's happening, Pally? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm following some NFL news and uh, looking forward to the summer. Seeing what's going on. Julio, Julio's getting getting traded to the to the Titans. What? Uh, oh, Julio yeah. Jones is. Julio Jones is going to be a Titan. Really? Uh, yeah. So for Atlanta, Julio. No longer down by the schoolyard. I knew he was going to make it down by the The moment he said Julio. I was like, when is he going to say something about down by the schoolyard? Immediately. Alex Alex busted you. Yep. Yeah. That's a joke only grownups can get. Anyone young has no idea. That's true. That is true. Uh, Derek Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. The Titans now have almost as many weapons as the average person in Tennessee. That's a a lot of weapons. (laughs) Or in Minneapolis, St. Paul, for that matter. Everybody's getting shot to death here. Good God. It does seem to be all over right now. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Uh, Titans DM said Julio hasn't lost anything. What about the stank of the Falcons jersey? He seems to have left that behind. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> uh, word got out that Cam Newton has a bone bruise in his hand. Ooh. Well, you think if anybody could keep an injury un- under his hat, you think it would be under his hat? Really, you went with under his hat? <laughs> okay, I did. I did. he's did. known to wear very it's large su- hats, is what he's talking about. It's summer, Tom. You know, that's true. Yes. Form. Uh, Urban Meyer said about Tim Tebow, "We're in uncharted waters." Yes. What? Uncharted. Uncharted? Choppy, Chartered? 33-year-old position-changing holy waters. Uh, it's going to be an interesting ride. Uh, here's some news. The USL, USFL plans to return. Spring of 2022. Uh, I guess that $3 they won in the lawsuit has finally earned enough interest to start <laughs> things back up again. Yeah, possibly. Possibly true. <laughs> Social distancing is going to be easy with the USFL, with the stadiums at 10% capacity. That should be it should be very easy to stay away from everybody. <laughs> are they going to do that again? Are they? 
<laughs> no, I just presume that they no show not. up. Jeez. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Nobody's going to show up anyway. <laughs> At the games of USFL, they recommend wearing masks, but over your eyes, Tom. <laughs> so you don't have to see it? <laughs> is Donald Trump going to come back as an owner in the USFL? Is he going to own the New uh, Jersey Generals please, again? Please let that happen. Oh, I'd love that, that would be great. They, they did say they're keeping some of the original teams, so they, they oh. teased it. It looks like there's going to be at least eight teams, but it sounds like the New Jersey Generals will be back. That's really? Cool. But but yeah. doesn't say who's going to own them. I didn't say. Didn't say. Yeah. I. I, I mean, I you know, I love football. I want football leagues to succeed, but we've never seen one succeed that wasn't the one. Right. And they just keep rolling them out. I don't know where... where. I, I, first of all, I don't understand how you put that much money into a thing that usually doesn't work. But, uh, you know, it'll be a fun story to watch. See what happens. Do you think it's because the NFL absorbed the AFL all those years ago and they think it might happen again? That's an interesting question. But but to get there is almost an impossibility. Right. Because the, the NFL is sitting on all the good players. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, at least they're going to do it in spring, so it's not the same season. Uh, at least that. Yeah. Uh, but I think it should be more of a sideshow kind of thing, like the XFL has tried to do. Like, have some wacky rules and bring back all the weird names, the Manzels and the Ocho Cinco's and the oh, Terrell God. Owens. You know, make it a spectacle. That's your only chance, I think. I agree with you. When is the XFL coming back? Because they were going to come back in 2020, but that didn't go so well. Oh, yeah, because of COVID, that's right. Yeah, it's, a, very, it's yeah. a plagued franchise for sure. That's a good question. I think they're still alive and kicking, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their current plan is. Hmm. I mean, I, I want them. I want something like that to succeed. Arena League or some yeah. crazy indoor football something. But it has to be dramatically different because you're never going to be as good at regular football as the big league. I don't know. Um. Kind of along those same lines. This is interesting to me. The Bears might be for sale. Yeah, I saw that. George Hallis, listen to this, paid a hundred dollars for the team in nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty, a hundred uh, bucks. Now they're worth three point five billion. <laughs> I know there's been some inflation, but that's still a good profit, right? You know how much that pisses me off, by the way, that my grandfather didn't buy the Minnesota Vikings for a hundred bucks, and now it's worth three and a half billion. Damn. Yeah. Exactly. A hundred dollars. A hundred bucks in nineteen twenty-one. Uh, amazing. That is amazing. A hundred years ago, that's a pretty big profit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. You only live long enough. It's great. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know how the Bears got their name when they brought a when he brought a football team to Chicago. They originally played at Wrigley Field, and he figured, well, the football players are bigger than the baseball players, and the baseball players are, of course, the Cubs. That's why I called them the Bears. Um, and both teams have a tendency to hibernate during the playoffs. <laughs> That's cold. They need Ditka back. Get Ditka back. That's what they need. <laughs> Ditka was, until a month ago, the highest uh, uh, drafted tight end of all time. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He was just surpassed this year. He was. He was drafted fifth overall hmm. in, the, in the draft way God, back that's in the day. Amazing. And he was a great player. Oh, he was absolutely very, very tough guy. Right. Yeah. He, and even still, <laughs> he's a character, man. Oh, he was a character. Matter of fact, we sat. Uh, we were down in Chicago probably about twenty years ago having dinner. And he was sitting at the next table over, and it made me kind of tear up because he could barely walk now. It's really sad. Oh, man. I've been to some of these uh, NFL uh, Super Bowl media events. Yes. And you see some of the heroes from your youth. And, they like, Mean Joe Green was wandering around doing oh. some press stuff one time. And that guy really can barely walk. It's really sad. It's a see. lot of them. And Brad well, they're, Johnson. they're giant people that just get beat up for yeah. how many years? Yeah. A decade, it's a recipe usually. for a bad, uh, sh- yeah. bad later years. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's tough to see. By the way, the owner of the Bears, the principal owner, Virginia Hallis McCaskey. Yes. Yep. 98 years old. Yep. Are there no rules about retiring? They just let you do. This explains giving Andy Dalton ten million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Good point. Ninety-eight. She's from another world. Does she know there are black guys on this team? Is she okay with that? <laughs> hey, you don't know. It's pretty funny, actually. Though. <laughs> are we ever going to cross the color line in the NFL? What do you think? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. God, that's hilarious. When she was born, black people didn't have rights, or women. She, it's a long time ago. 100 years. The only people with fewer rights when she was born than blacks and women, black lesbians. That's a tough draw. <laughs> that's, that's a tough <laughs> that was one of the greatest episodes of what was the name of the family? Modern the, Family. Modern Family. Yeah, that was funny. When they were getting their gay Asian daughter into school, and she got beat out by a black woman in a wheelchair who was a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> It was fantastic. It was just wonderful. There's <laughs> uh, some other interesting news. The NFL exploring playing games in Germany. What? A, ri- a rigidly timed game of land acquisition in Germany? That'll never work. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Germany, the original home of the Blitz. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Blitz, absolutely. German for lightning, I think. I put these. Uh, I put this premise up on uh, All Pro Lines. My my, foot, my new football comedy brand. Come join us, everybody, at All Pro Lines. All your favorite social media destinations, uh, and just let the peanut gallery go crazy. These, these are some of my favorite jokes people wrote. The NFL exploring uh, playing games in Germany. Is there still going to be an East West division? Oh, uh, get it. Naturally, the Colts will have some fans of the Frank Reich. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. If Tampa goes over with Gronkowski, it'll be the first time Poland invades Germany. Ooh, I like it. Uh, football in a country that was hated by the rest of the world for years, the Patriots will fit right in. <laughs> oh, God, you're never going to get over it, are you? You're never getting over that. That's not me. I didn't. I was very weak. It's I, I personal like for life. After that Super Bowl, what is it? Four years ago now. Oh, I hated them before that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> that was just the icing on the cake. Yes. Uh, 
the Jaguars will never make a trip because the Germans can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah, I kind of noticed that growing up with German uh, yeah, no, grandparents. Yeah, a lot of German humor out there. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there was a German stand-up many, many years ago on The Tonight Show. Take my wife, mm-hmm. I command you. Take my wife, I command you. That was his big joke. That's yep. exact. Take my wife, I command you. <laughs> uh, funny. pretty funny. Is that the dude that... He does the first few minutes of the German accent, and then he comes out of it. Yes, yeah, that's German. the guy. Yep, hilarious. That was a good shtick. That was a good shtick yeah, for him. That's, that's perfect for short TV comedy. Yeah, not a lot of Nordic uh, comedians either, really. That's true. <laughs> no, not a lot. There's a few. Not many. <laughs> yeah, you don't. What's that old joke with the? You want the Italian food and the Greek passion and the, you know whatever, mm-hmm. and then in hell it's the opposite. It's it's the English food and German humor and Greek bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's very good. <laughs> I didn't do that justice, but there's some some there's a good joke in there. There's somewhere. some saying someplace mm-hmm. <laughs> that I once yeah, heard. That I heard once. Someone. Yeah, it's somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere out there. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> I love that when your brain short circuits. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, I, yeah, it's there, right. I just don't have There's it at all. There's a thing I tell you. <laughs> not making this up. Uh, I do that all the time. Most of the time. That's right. <laughs> I, I feel the best thing about football games in Germany, the game ends on a Heil Mary. Oh, oh God. God. Get out. <laughs> Those games feature the 49ers. Nine! Oh, Nine! Actually, they prefer the 39ers in Germany. That's more the... 39ers? Because of 1939, (laughs) is that what we're talking about? Is that the plan? I'm guessing that's where he was going, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like Germany. It's uh, in England, too, actually. I I worked in England one summer in college. This is true. Over the course of nine days, I got three jobs and was fired from all of them. Oh. No wonder they drink so much in England. There's no job security. No, I understand. Of course, that's couldn't never it, happened to you anywhere else. Yeah, it couldn't have just been you. Couldn't have just been you. <laughs> Actually, no. Never, I was fired from one stand-up gig ever uh, in almost 30 years, and I was fired from um, those three jobs. That's it. I never had another job that I was fired. I was I was a Cracker Barrel waiter. I wasn't good at that, but they didn't mm. fire me. I just gave up eventually. You know what's hilarious about that, and it's true? I've been at KQRS now for 35 years, and before that, I got fired from every radio job I've ever had. <laughs> so what does that wow. tell you? Wow, Something changed. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, what happened? Did you smoke and get a better voice? What happened? Yeah, no, I was just. Uh, I think I, they. I think they perceived. No, I'm not saying it's true. But I think their perception was that I had a bad attitude and was a pain in the ass. I'm not sure about that, but I that might be it. <laughs> Smart money says yes. Smart money says yes on that one. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's funny. Yeah, I guess it depends on the kind of job that you have. I guess radio. I mean, you know, like the saying about football coaches, you just you you know you're going to get fired. That's how the job yeah. ends. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the nature of some of these things. Until you can really latch on somewhere and get some numbers and build yourself some safety, you know, you're just out there in the world floating around. 
No, that's exactly it. <laughs> so I'm excited about summer. I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a good summer. I'm, I'm happy that we're in a place and settled, and you know, life's all right. And the world's opening up a bit. A bit. Yeah. That's oh, what a relief! Yesterday, I went and did my first uh, like open mics, kind of in a oh. building with. Stand-up. Oh, how did it go? Um, it's, it's fine. I mean, I'm rusty. And an open mic is terrible because there's no, there are no civilians there. You're just telling jokes to other comedians. Right. Is, uh, like, did I lose a bet or something? Why am I, why do I have to do this? It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, but it's good to just get the feel of grabbing mm-hmm. the mic stand and leaning in and getting the jokes back in your head. And it, it was a good experience for me. That was, was fun. I got a real gig coming up here about a week and a half, so... I've been off for a, over a year. It's weird. Oh, God. You know, right? No, it is. I mean, it's a long time. I've things, but, but stand-up, you know. I haven't done, I haven't done legit, old-fashioned stand-up in uh, over a year. Right, and over a year. Not, God, that's got to be that's got to be very hard for you, isn't it? It's terrifying. You know, in your regular life, if you don't do good show for a couple of weeks you get rusty like i've, I've never had a year what am i gonna how am i gonna remember anything <laughs> yeah, how it's are probably you? probably the same as working out where it's like you don't do it for a week and then you're like i'm the weakest human that's ever yeah, well, exactly. lived <laughs> that's about it <laughs> it's just so delicate stand up you get one syllable wrong and the joke dies you know what i mean it's gotta you gotta really know where you are at all moments it's a it's a beautiful, simple form, but it is hard to be good at it. Probably aren't a lot so. of ADHD comedians. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. You know, you know what's amazing to me that anybody could get drunk and be a good stand-up. But there's a couple of guys that I know who are good at it, and I just can't. I mean, I drink like two beers, and I'm useless. I can't remember anything. That's not good news. <laughs> I do remember one time over at the old uh, where Louis Anderson and all those guys broke big. Mickey Finn's over there. And there was a guy over there. Came, comes out on stage. This is a hundred years ago now. Comes on stage wearing a miner's helmet. Okay? Right. Wearing a miner's helmet. And he told about five jokes. Not one chuckle, much less oh, laugh. Ouch. Not one laugh. Pain. And he finally dropped his head down and kind of stared, stared at the floor. Put both hands on the mic and said, he went just like this. Please laugh. No. Oh, God, it was was so painful. It was terrible. We all think that. We just don't verbalize it. (laughs) Yeah, don't verbalize it. Generally, you need to keep that to yourself. Yeah, well, exactly. You don't want to blame them. Right, that's right. (laughs) Why aren't you laughing? Yeah, I'm hilarious. Get it together. (laughs) What's wrong with you? You don't understand just how wonderful I am. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember the last well, time I've seen a comedian. I mean, it's been a while. No, it's yeah. been a very so long time. It's been time. at least a year and a half. Yeah, it feels like <clears throat> it has, yeah. yeah. And I, I, right. Acme's up and running, right? Yeah, they've yep. been up and running yeah. for a while. Yeah. Acme and Rick Bronson's is up and running mm-hmm. again. So we're, we're Acme's com- my next one. It's uh, July 7th or 10th. The biggest name in comedy returns to Acme Comedy Company. Tell well, your friends. I don't know about biggest, but it is the longest. <laughs> it's, the, 
double entendre, Tom. You probably don't understand. That. No, I don't. I'm not, I'm not wise enough to understand that. Entendre is French. You wouldn't know it. Yes, exactly. That's right. Sorry about that. I'm excited about that. And I actually, if you don't mind the plug, I'm doing a new hour. It's, uh, it, that's what's extra daunting about it. I'm going to try to retire all the jokes from the before times. Yeah, you were telling me that. So, that that That's a lot of work, isn't it? It is so daunting. I yeah. I haven't done it yet. So I probably shouldn't talk too much about it. But that's the, that's the current plan. We'll see. All see right. how it goes in Fresno next week. <laughs> well, we'll be there. It's it's a month from today, as a matter of fact. July 7th, one right? month from today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. i, I got to write some jokes. Well, and by the way, July 7th also happens to be the anniversary of my marriage to Catherine. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, but it's our anniversary. (laughs) Yes, different Catherine, not this one. Uh, one. The nice one. Yeah, the nice Catherine, (laughs) a totally different person. Uh, July 7th, that'll be great having you in town. You'll be here for our anniversary. It'll be perfect. Okay, cool. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks so much. All right, Pally. Thank you. Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.